Hey, this is Michael French and Elisa, and we want to welcome you to another edition of Dream Stories Podcast. Yeah, we're welcoming you. Welcome. Yes, and we have a special guest today. Who would that be? We have Monty Crummer with us from Wyoming. Good to, good to be here. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Elisa. Yeah, we're glad we, you're here. We're very good. Monty's one of our dear friends, and uh, he uh, had a lot of connections to uh, our mentor and one of his mentors and, and friends, uh, John Paul Jackson, who was a big help to us in dream interpretation. And I think you even have a son who uh, was like an intern with John Paul. That's correct. Brandon uh, spent a lot of time with John Paul. He's been a part of, was a part of Streams and then Bridge Ministries and, and now the P- Pinnacle Mountain Church, 16 years, I believe. Yeah, a long time he's been around. So, yeah, it's good. Wow. So we're excited. I didn't, I didn't know it was that long. I really yeah. didn't. He yeah. was just yeah. a mere boy, wasn't he, when he? Yeah, right out of high school. He was mm. a wee little lad. Wee yeah. little lad. And a wee little lad was he. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> Here we I'm, go again. I'm, I'm following in the last week's <laughs> Here we <problems>. go again. <laughs> okay, let's not. Okay, good. What All are we right. going to talk about today? Well, I don't know. What are you? What were you thinking about? Well, just, you know, I know that we've had a couple of episodes recently on people who have passed away and in dreams, and then we've had uh, podcasts regarding um, when people do pass away in dreams, does that always mean that they're really going to pass away? We kind of mm-hmm. covered that topic. And then I remember in one of those, I said something to the effect of, I would really like for us to dive into maybe one day why when we do have dreams about those who have passed on, um, why they don't have a lot of conversations with us. I mean, they do sometimes, and I've had people share things with us, but it's usually like, one one or two words. I know you had an experience with your grandmother where it was almost like she came into the room and spoke to you, kind of delivered a message. Mm-hmm. And um, can we just talk about something well, yeah, like your, that? Your niece just had a dream. Our niece, your niece, yeah, just had a dream uh, similar to that. Yeah. Uh, my, my niece texted me, Ashley Jean. She texted me the other day and said, hey, I had this dream about grandmother, and it was really weird, and I want to know what your thoughts were on it. And so she, she sent the dream to us, and I had forgotten about it, and I just sent her an interpretation today. And then I thought, mm, this might be a good topic uh, to talk about today. So... Um, Anyway, so I was going to read the dream. I won't try to read it too specifically, but I'll just generalize it. But basically, she uh, had been going to, uh, she lives in Nashville, and she had been going to uh, a gym up there, and so that gym was in in the dream. So she said, I had a dream that grandmother opened up a gym, and the gym is called Orange Theory Gym Fitness. And she said, and we were all sitting at a cafe in her gym, And she came and sat down and was eating a sandwich at our table. And I said, hey, Grandmama. And she looked at me like she didn't know me and started off ahead like she was walking. And I got up and I said, hey, hey, it's me. It's Ashley. And she she still didn't know me and was confused while I was while why I was talking to her. So she wanted to know why didn't grandmother respond to her in the dream? Why didn't she know her that type of thing? So her grandmother, that's your mom. My mom passed away a few years ago. Yeah. And this may have been the first dream I remember Ashley mentioning that she had shown up in a dream. It, it, she may have had some others. Right. For Ashley. About, right yeah, for yeah, Ashley. yeah. Mm-hmm. That may be true. I'm not sure. I didn't ask her that specifically. So. Yeah. So 
So, you know, it's interesting because she doesn't speak to her really at all. And then even more so that she's, she's not, um, recognizing her, but I think you had an interpretation. Why don't you share that first and then yeah. we can talk about it. So, well, you know, a lot of times, uh, I don't know that we'll have time to go into all the different types of meanings of colors and different things but one of the meanings that orange can be on a positive side would be perseverance now we usually have something on the negative side of a color which for orange would be stubbornness right right so for for this particular dream i said you know to me it seemed like it was a positive dream it was upbeat she saw lots of color and then she saw the color orange she wasn't you know didn't seem like an offensive dream to her and a lot of times we always talk about is what are your feelings in the dream what is the context of the dream and what are what are your emotions are you afraid are you sad are you happy or you know and so she was fine at first but then it bothered her at the end when grandmother didn't recognize her so i said um basically because orange was such a prominent color in her dream and knowing my mom and her nature my mother persevered through very difficult times in her life and so i my interpretation was ashley there's probably some things right now you're needing to persevere through and um maybe taking on the traits it's my mother's gym grandmother's gym where things that she has an as an inheritance spiritually for her children and grandchildren that we were there to work you brought this in work some things out so there's some things that ashley needs to work out but it's also to regain an inheritance from my mom traits that she had strengths that she had persevering through difficult times and um, my, her sister happened to be there, Mandy, who was listening, and she said, Aunt Lisa, I told her almost the same exact thing. Yeah, and, you know, this actually is an interesting topic because it brings together multiple pieces. We had a fun time with the podcast last week, a lot of laughing, a lot of cutting up because we talked about word plays and puns. But this is a very serious dream, a dream where she was really – you know, what's going on, this is a family member, this is, why don't they recognize me? And yet there's still the wordplay in the dream because a gym is a place you go to work out, and mm-hmm. she needs to work out some things right? Uh, through perseverance and pressing in to gain her inheritance. Right. And so God can do that. That's, I love the fact that God can be very, very serious, and he can also be very lighthearted with us at the same time. Um you know, uh, you know, Monty's here with us. We we've done some uh, uh, events up on the mountain in uh, the Pinnacle in New Hampshire that you've been a part of and helping. Yes. And I love the way you approach those things because it's just about being quiet and seeing what God's mood is. Yes. Kind of yeah. seeing how, what does He think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's it's amazing as you even think about dream interpretation. How much of it? Yes, uh, it's nice to and good to know what symbols mean and, and uh, specific things that point back to the Bible, but um, the feeling that you, that you receive, which is really the Holy Spirit in you, pointing those things out is just as critical in that Absolutely. dream interpretation as any other part. Absolutely. Yeah. And even like when I was when I finished interpreting the dream for her, she goes, oh, okay. And she goes, but why didn't she recognize me? That was still bothering her. Mm-hmm. And I said, Ashley, Probably because the things that you need to work on in your life, you have not yet overcome. And when you do, there will be recognition. I mean, th- that's what it is. Grandmother's looking to identify it's still, things. It's still a metaphor. Yeah, yeah. And we take things very personal sometimes in dreams that are still metaphors. It wasn't that her grandmother didn't recognize her. It was her grandmother knew 
who she was called to be yes. and doesn't yet see her looking like that. Really, right. That's another part of, of about it, it being a gym. What do we do when we go to a gym? We go to improve ourselves. So we're taking ourselves from, from a, a place um, here and moving ourselves to a better place. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and it makes you, I said, Ashley, you need to be asking God to reveal to you. Where in your life are you struggling right now? Where is something that you feel like you've not been able to overcome something? Or just ask God to reveal. You may be you may be clueless as to what it is. She's a new mom. You know, my mother was very active with her grandchildren. I mean, there's so many things it could be. And it really is up to us as as believers, as God's creation to examine why would I have this dream? Why does this dream stand out to me? What is the message in this dream? When that comes back to why uh your mom didn't speak to her in the dream and why that's a fairly common thing that, that we don't see those saints who've gone before us talking a lot because God wants us to, I guess how to put it, kind of figure our journey out for ourselves. He doesn't, he doesn't want to reveal all the pieces to the puzzle at one time. So it's not like somebody comes in and says, this is how you pass the test. Somebody comes in and challenges us to pass the test, encourages us to pass the test, puts something out there that makes us think about the test, but doesn't give us all the answers. And that's, I think a lot of times we just think, well, I wish somebody would just give me all the answers. And that's really, I don't know, maybe it's the easy way, but it's not the best way. And I I like what you were talking about, about what a gym is like, Monty. We're improving ourselves, but it is not easy. No, it's not. It's work. It's a process that requires us to actually hurt in the process. I don't know about. Uh, unfortunately, I don't go to the gym too often. If you could, if this was a video, people would know that. But I don't go to the gym too often, and so when I go and first start working out, I have days that I recognize, oh, something's changed. Yeah, and I think if you know. If, if that loved one like your mom in this dream had shown up and said, hey, let me tell you what you're doing wrong or let me tell you what you're doing right or let me tell you what you need to work on, um, we think that would be easy, but in reality we really, really, really probably wouldn't change that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as, um, as you're sharing that, um, I, I have some personal experience in, in – uh, in what we're talking about as far as, as having lost a loved one and uh, being in your dreams um, and what that looks like and what that, what that means. Um, in fact, I just asked Michael and Elise to, to, uh, to do some interpretation on a couple of dreams I've had. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I just lost my spouse of 38 years um, at the end of January, so just a little over four months ago. And... Um, is it all right if I share one of those dreams? Oh, absolutely. I didn't want you to feel that you needed to, but yeah. I would be grateful if you wanted to. Yeah. And I'll just I'll just share it as I did and let uh, Michael and Lise, uh, as they did for me already, unfold it for you folks out there. Um, so my wife's name was Sherry, and we were traveling together in, in the mountains. I, I live in Wyoming, and if any of, any of you have ever seen the mountains of Wyoming, they're very rugged, very rocky. And we were in a, uh, would have been like a very antique, like a Model A, style car with no roof on it so open heavens and um but the, the difference of it was that the wheels were very high they were narrow and very uh like like they would have been but they were very high set about three and a half or four feet off the ground at the axle 
And uh, so the car sat up very high, and we were traveling down a, a path through a valley, and we came to a water crossing, a creek. And uh, in the middle of the crossing was a large jagged boulder that wouldn't allow us to pass where the crossing was. And I looked to the right, and I could see another crossing to the right of us, but I couldn't see where the road came into it exactly. But I knew it was to the right, so I began backing up the valley again until I came to the first right-hand turn. And as I got to the right-hand turn, I turned onto it, and instead of going at an angle towards the creek like I thought it would, it was a sharp right, and it took me right up over rocks and stone and, and a really rocky mountain and down the other side of that mountain into another valley and across that one and up another rocky mountain until we came out on the top of a, of a rocky shelf with tall trees all around the shelf, and we had to stop, no, no more uh, no, no no more place to go, jumped out of the car, both of us, Sherry and I. Now, we had been communicating, but we hadn't been speaking to one another, so it wasn't verbal. And no words. Yeah. No words. Um, but we had been communicating as we went, and uh, when we got out, we could look down through cracks in this large rock that we were standing on, and I could see a house in there, uh, a gray-weathered house, like an old homestead house, inside the rock. And then Sherry spoke some words to me, just a few lines. She said, this is unoccupied. Nobody's lived here in a long time. And that's when I woke up. Yeah. First, let me say thank you for sharing that. Uh, We didn't want you to feel the need to share that. But uh, Monty's visiting us, those of you who are listening in, Monty's visiting us. He's a a longtime uh, dear friend uh, of of the family. And his whole family is really has become. And we... uh, we're you know to be able to share that I, I'm I'm greatly appreciated because that's really fresh pain and and so if you're listening to this take this segment for what it's worth because I, I don't believe God would have given the grace for Monty to be able to share that if there wasn't someone who's hearing this now who needs to to know how much God cares and speaks and one of the things I was we were talking about when we were privately talking about that dream was the fact God knew who you needed to hear from. And there are times when, you know, we've talked in other segments about we don't go looking for deceased relatives to speak to us, but when God sends them, there's a purpose, there's a reason. And and when you're fresh in a loss like that, you're dealing with the issue of, of, of you know, has God abandoned you? Did he fail you? Why isn't she coming back? All those questions that we talked about. And he knows you need to hear from somebody you can trust. And and let's be honest, sometimes that's not him right in that moment. I'm, I'm not saying you didn't trust him. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah. for in reality, sometimes we're still questioning God about our situation and circumstances. And, and he's faithful enough and loves us enough that he'll send into our dream someone in some way that we can hear it and i love that dream because it's um it's just so i mean it really is so direct and yet also subtle and loving because you're coming to that crossroad at the creek it's blocked with a a jagged rock and just working it out because we've already talked about the interpretation but just work it out it's not your time to cross over 
you know, yeah. and yeah. you couldn't get to the spot where Sherry had crossed over. That was her journey. There was no path to that. You could see that crossing, but there was no path to that crossing. Yeah. And so it's saying to you, because she's in the car with you, it's more of an antique, an older car. I think antique. I think cars become antiques at about 20 years. 25, I think. 25 years, something like that. You were married 38. Yes. So that speaks of something of great value, your marriage, your relationship, that carried you through life. And, and she's there with you because she is still there with you. She's a part of what... Uh, the you know the the Bible as a as a Christian I always try to remind people that's the basis from which we come from on our dream interpretation as a Christian the Bible says that that uh, there's a great cloud of witnesses that urges on that encourages and she's there as part of that cloud encouraging you but your journey is not it's not time to cross that river yet and so I love the the wheels on the car being large larger than normal say but you have the capacity to get to places that are going to be really difficult. And then that's what you do. You take that sharp right. You go up. I think when we were talking about it earlier, you described it as a, an incline that was almost like a cliff. Yes. So, so big or so uh, steep that you could barely imagine it could get up it, and yet it went up easily. And, and that, that's, that's saying something to you that says you can get through this easier than you believe you can right now. You, it, the journey looks harder than it than it's actually going to be. It doesn't say it's not going to be painful because you're with her and probably experiencing that feeling of missing her in the midst of it, but the Lord is saying, but you can make it. And the best thing to me about that dream was the very end because when she gets out and she does speak, she's saying to you that that this house is empty. Nobody's lived in it in a long time. And that's where you are right now. You've been 38 years together with her. You haven't been alone in your home in a long time. You haven't occupied that place of just being you in a long time. But where was the house? Hidden in the cleft of the rock. Mm -hmm. A place that's safe. And, and, And that's the way I think what happens, what Lisa was talking about, that you don't have lots of words when a, a loved one who's passed away comes in a dream because the Lord doesn't want the focus to be on her, but he does want you to hear her. And he doesn't want you to feel like he's pressing something on you. He wants you to hear with confidence and trust. And so I think to me, this is my my take or my thought, fewer words have greater impact. Yes. The 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 relational component, the unspoken dialogue was fine. It was great because that was just that was that place of building confidence, of trust, of recognizing it's her. Yeah. And you could hear it. And I think personally, it really was her, you know, because yeah. I think he's giving you comfort. And it's not like you went out and said, Lord, you know, I, I want her to come back and, and experience Sherry in my dream. And I don't care about you. I want her. It's like him saying, you know what? I want to give you I want to give you this this place to be at peace. But it's not for her to have this long conversation. It's just to impart that that the emphasis on that piece that you get, uh, that, that one sentence there or the significant standout in Ashley's dream of the lack of 
recognition. There's always something, it seems to me, in those in these kind of dreams that emphasizes something. Yeah. So when Michael and gave you the interpretation, because I think I just added a little bit, bit, which wasn't much, maybe brought a little bit more enlightenment, but just that you maybe didn't know who you were anymore. You had not been in that house. It, you had not been doing what you were doing in a long time alone, you know? So did yeah. did it bring any type of revelation, or did you already know the meaning of the dream? I knew pieces of it. Yeah. But that part, uh, the part about the house in the rock, not so much. Yeah, which I thought um, that was beautiful. Yeah, very much so, and it was it was encouraging, and um, but also um, confirming, because just that... You you know sometimes you can't put into words what what how you're feeling like yeah. the fact that I haven't been in this place since before I was 19 years old. Right. So to to uh, to have some confirmation of well yeah that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. God knows how I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Because you do you go through loneliness. You know when you yeah. lose someone you go through loneliness and you know here you are God saying I have you in the cleft of the rock. You're hidden. You're down in there. You're in granite. You're in hard. It's a hard place. But I have you, you know. And he does it in a way that brings a different level of peace too. Because I don't think there's any of us. I can't even imagine, Monty. I, we've talked about this. I've not experienced the loss of a spouse. I can't even imagine that. I can't comprehend it. I've lost a parent. I've lost a sibling. Uh, you know, I've lost other people who were close to me, spiritual fathers. But there's something in any level, and I think it has to be enhanced when it's a spouse, that is part of that is just the Lord bringing peace of of saying they're okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is okay. That's been a big question also. Is she okay? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet, you know, mm-hmm. well, of course. you know, because I know you, Monty, and I know, you know, it, it, when you lose someone, it's such a deep grief and a, a place you've never been before. And you, there's so many things that you wouldn't think you would have ever asked or thought yeah. yep. or felt, right? Right. I thought, you know, one of the things I thought was interesting is, you know, she didn't say much. You knew you were communicating by spirit as you were riding through the car and that you were kind of agreeing, yeah, this is the way we should go. Yeah, we can't go that way. But yet when you get to the place where she needs to tell you something, God said, I started to say set you up, set you up to where you could hear it. Because what if you had dreamed and it was Michael saying it? Maybe you would have heard it, maybe not, or understood it, maybe not. But he wrapped it in your first love. And Jesus is your first love, and he's saying you're going to be okay, too. He's masking it in Sherry, your first love, but he is our first love. Scripturally, that's what the Scripture says, and you may be finding that out again in a renewed sense. But, you know, he could have put the person that's delivering the message as being many different people. But like you well, he said, could have Michael. could come and done it. It could have been an angel that came and did sure. it. Sure. It could have been your best friend who came and did it. It could have been a former pastor who came and did it. It could have been your boss at work. There's so many things he could have used, but allowing her to deliver that brings a level of confidence. And it didn't. See, I think this is one of those places when we say when people who have passed away don't say a lot in dreams, they don't need to say a lot. No, their presence is what their you... Their presence yeah. is what the issue Which, is. Which, you know, with my, my niece, Ashley, um, you know, here's my mom. She and my mom were, were close, and um, but my mom, <laughs> and Ashley, if she listens to this, she'll know this is true, and she'll, she'll confirm it. My mom would tell you the truth. 
she would do it in a nice and a kind way, but she would tell, well, not always kind. Uh, <laughs> she would tell you things you needed to know. And her and Ashley, you know, they had disagreements sometimes. They I remember a few of them. Yeah. But it wasn't ever a breaking of relationship. But, you know, who is the person that God put in her dream to be able to to give her a message, you know, to pay attention to. And Buddy, she did. She was like, okay, why wasn't grandmother recognizing me? You know, and she knew grandmother would recognize her. Well, and it's all about the context. Because of that. Yes. Yeah, and your dream, Monty, it stood mm-hmm. out because mm-hmm. it was Sherry. The exact same dream for Ashley without her grandmother in it would not have carried the weight that it carried. Yeah. The exact same dream for you without Sherry in it would not have carried the weight that it carried. The Lord knows the weight we need in the moment we need it. Ashley has been a long time since she lost her grandmother. Not a long, long time, but several years. Mm. You've been able to learn, has has processed and been able to cope with that and growing. But she's in a new place in her life with a new baby and a a new family and new new, new work kind of environments and all these different things. So she's in a place where she needed weight. Your loss is fresh. You're in a place where you need the weight of that thing that Monty mm-hmm. Monty experienced, mm-hmm. and the Lord is really good when we when we when we understand those dreams come from outside of us, and they're not just our mind working overtime at night. That they're really a message. Then we can know that we have a good Creator who cares enough about us to recognize the weight we need in the moment to see us through, yeah. to carry us. You know, I was thinking about a verse a little while ago uh, in Matthew 13 uh, about hidden treasures. And um, you you and Monty were talking earlier today about how we have to seek things out sometimes. It would be so nice if we could just get a message directly delivered to us, exactly what we want it to say. Um, but he, he wants us to seek things out. And, and the verse I'm referring to is uh, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid again. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all he has and buys that field. And so that's that's a sacrifice. You know, he knew there was a treasure there, and he had to seek it out. It wasn't just handed to him. And many times in the kingdom... We have to seek out what the Father is saying to us. It may take us months. It may take us years. We may not understand it. But God, I mean, Jesus taught in parables. He taught in metaphors. So a lot of people may struggle with the fact that we interpret dreams and we believe there's meaning in dreams. We say all the time, we don't live by those interpretations. They are merely confirmation of things. And so, you know. Well, the dream is a treasure. It in is. The field. In, a, in a sense, it fulfills that parable. It's a treasure in the field. You get an interpretation, you find the treasure. Yes. And then you hide the treasure away again. You put it into your heart and you hide it in your heart to process it. Because, Monty, your dream, I'm thinking. You know, you know how valuable it was to you, but you have no idea what that's going to mean over the next six months or no, the next yeah, six years. No, no idea. Right. Exactly. It, it, it's hidden in yeah. your heart again. Yeah. And what you're in the process of doing, what Ashley's going to be doing, what we do, when, what any of us do when we have dreams, they don't even have to involve the you know the, the deceased loved ones. The, the, when we have those dreams, we we find the treasure, we hide it again in our heart when we get the interpretation, and then we. Put a purchase price to it. We continue living. Yeah. We continue searching. We continue paying 
the costs associated with understanding and, 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 and walking out the understanding of that dream. And ultimately, we own that treasure. It brings the life that it was sent to bring. That dream that you had, Monty, I'm, I'm just guessing here, and I'm going to put you maybe in a more vulnerable spot in asking this, but that gives some comfort, but it didn't take away all the grief, did it? No, absolutely not. So you're mm-hmm. still experiencing you know, I, some of that. Yeah, I, no, absolutely not. That, that, that is an ongoing process for who knows how long. Yeah. Some people say for Ever. In, in, forever. Um, but uh, it's, it was just a, a, a piece for the time. And as you said, as you, as you hold it in your heart, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can bring it out every once in a while to, to get me over a rough patch. And there's a point. That's in time. exactly right. That's yeah. your encouragement. That's that's that little I call it like a, a morsel of encouragement. And sometimes it's more than a morsel. Yeah. Sometimes it's life giving to us. Well, you there's know? a point in time when you'll own it. That dream will be a part of a bigger picture treasure that you own, which will sustain you. It still may not completely take away all of the pain, but it's something you'll own to sustain you. It'll carry you through every day. Ashley, as she walks through the interpretation, uh, walking out the interpretation of that dream, and God reveals what it is she's persevering for, will eventually own that interpretation, and it will carry her and propel her into destiny. Mm -hmm. That's what dreams are really for. They propel us into a a new place and a new season. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for being a part. I know it flew by, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It wasn't too bad, was it? <laughs> and we appreciate you being vulnerable. I really did. We told Monty before we came in because we had talked about some of his dreams just before we came in. We said, please don't raise these unless you feel like it. And I'm very grateful the Lord gave you the strength to, to be able to do it because I do feel like there's people who need to hear that. Yeah. And somebody listening to this that you've probably in your pain just brought life and hope and strength too so that's what what my hope is yeah somebody needed to hear that today well our time's up we uh we appreciate you listening if you uh uh, enjoy what you hear we really do appreciate your feedback uh make a comment on facebook if you're listening a kind comment a kind comment yes a kind comment that would be nice (laughs) Uh, we'd love it if you want to review the podcast on one of the podcasting uh, services uh itunes or google play uh, by the way, keep in mind that sometimes these don't get posted to Facebook on the same day they're recorded. So uh, if you want to get them fresh immediately when they're posted, then jump out and subscribe to them on one of the podcasting subscription services on iTunes or Google Play. We would be glad for you to do that. They're always up on Facebook. Feel free to share them uh, and just let us know how we're doing and, and uh, if these things minister to you. So till next time. We appreciate you being with us, and we'll look forward to talking more about dreams in the future. See you later. Bye-bye.